really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the weekly podcast that offers news, analysis, predictions, and every now and then maybe a drop of insight. So we're closing in on 500 listens, which to me is just so cool. So thanks to all of you for listening and for coming along. So to my loyal listeners and all the new, thank you so much for tuning in. Please get in touch with me whenever you like. Um, hearing from you is always my favorite part of this whole thing. Uh, I am easily accessible. I'm at of Scrum, or you can email me at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. Drop me a line about whatever, whenever, however you like. So here at the Scrum of the Earth, we do have a, a solid format that I always outline here. But today, I'm actually going to change things around a bit. Where we're doing a little bit of an upgrade here. So our, our shiny new format will be thus. Current updates, that'll be the same. That's what's up with me personally. That hasn't changed. Um, we'll do news, what's happening around the world of rugby. Uh, duh. Thoughts of the week, formerly things to chew on. Again, uh, what I really want is this to be a segment where I address an issue or an idea that you, the listener, has asked me about. So I do urge you to get in touch. Um, I might put this segment on hold until I start to hear from people or in, you know, if something really pressing is bugging me or something. So what used to be called scores and results and then also the upcoming matches and predictions, both of those segments will now be called reviews and previews. Reviews and previews. So in between the two, I'll also be adding a new bit wherein I do a little sort of a player of the week kind of thing. I'm going to point out a player from the weekend who I thought was particularly good, talk about why, and this player will be the week's diamond in the ruck. So I'm also ending the shout out to other pods at the very end, uh, mostly because I realized I'm going to run out of pods in the not too distant future. But, but also, quite frankly, the other pods haven't really seemed to care about that. Uh, big exception to Jack's Rangers, of course. Anyway. Uh, thanks for coming along. I hope you enjoy the changes, and let's get to it. Clean sponge, clean water, better lemon juice in there for that extra bit of sparkle. People appreciate that. Real quick, some current updates. Um, my son started kindergarten this past week, and he just loves it, so I, I couldn't be happier about that. The whole thing with in-person classes at a time like this, it's just awful, but... Um, they're doing the best they can. Uh, I'm fortunate that my son doesn't seem to mind wearing the mask. Ugh, but what a world. In fact, most of the adults I've talked to say it's actually a lot harder on the adults than it is on the kids because they're like, oh, this is just kind of the way things are right now. So uh, it is what it is. And that's not even a phrase I like to use. Um, we're going to skip ahead to try to save a little bit of time. And we're going to get right to the newly rebranded reviews and previews. And of course, we're going to start with the reviews. So of course, I again must begin with USA versus Canada. I'm ecstatic to report on our resounding win. Uh, it was more than enough to eclipse the 13-point deficit we had staring us in the face leading into the match. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to say we looked really dominant the whole game, I, I thought. Um, I think a huge part of that was due to AJ, who played all 80. Um, it looked like he was orchestrating a ballet from Fantasia or something. It was just amazing to see him back in action and in top form. You know, our Eagles, I, I don't know where we'd be without him. It's, he, he's really the engine, uh, the, 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 what is it, the, the, stir that stir, the, the straw that stirs the drink, something like that. Um, most of the things that we did poorly in the first test, we seemed to remedy in the second test. And uh, to be honest, it didn't seem like Canada came out with the same fire necessarily. Um, 
Now, as far as I understand it, this does uh, stamp our passport to Rugby World Cup 2023. Um, the immediate future of our Eagles is still uncertain, but I am just very proud of the squad and the, the performance they put in today. Good job, Eagles. Of course, earlier that same day, we did have the Curry Cup final. Um, gotta gotta admit, it was a little bit on the boring side. Um, the matchup itself uh, was an exact rematch from last season's final. Uh, and in the end, the Bulls made it look, frankly, pretty easy. They landed the cup with a resounding 44-10 to victory in a contest that was simply, it, it just never looked close. Um, it was strange, too, that the Sharks were just completely dominating possession in the first half. Um, at one point, someone on comms mentioned that they had, they'd had about 90% of possession, and this was around like the 30-minute mark. They just couldn't stop stumbling over themselves and getting in their own way. It was, uh, it was not good. So many unforced turnovers from the Sharks. Um, there was a great uh, – a couple of the tries the Bulls scored were really nice. Uh, Cornell Hendricks going over to make the score laughable really late to cap it at 44-10. Uh, and that was without the final conversion. That was a beautiful try. Um, but by then, the kind of hope had gone out of that game. Um, at one point at the end of the match, uh, maybe one of you can t explain to me what this means, that one of the comps said, uh, and the Bulls are the champions for the second time this year. What? I just Is it just a calendar thing because of COVID was the other uh, Curry Cup technically in this year or something? Anyway, let me know if you know. Okay, and then, of course, we had our doubleheader. Uh, did the comms happen to mention that it was a doubleheader? Did they mention that those games were going to be happening on the same day, back-to-back? Uh, -back? And uh, did they mention the Gold Coast at all? I wonder I wonder if those matches took place on the Gold Coast. I wish, I wish somebody during the broadcast had mentioned that. It would have been nice to know if it was on the Gold Coast. Seriously, that, what was up with that? Um, anyone from Australia who's listening, is there some reason that they hammered that so heavily? Like... Uh, I, I just I didn't get the reference, and it seemed like we were all supposed to go, ooh, Gold Coast. Um, I don't think it's actually made of gold. So uh, anyway, that was obviously a stupid comment. Um, anyway, the first matchup, the All Blacks easily overwhelmed Argentina. They shut them out, a final score of 39 to zip. I had really hoped Argentina was going to show up a bit more and uh, put up some points, but it was always hard to imagine a scenario where, where they would repeat their recent feat of actually taking down New Zealand. Uh, by the way, uh, before the, the game, they showed a stat mentioning the Kiwis had won, if I remember correctly, um, 39 of the 41 meetings with Argentina. And I was thinking, but last year was the first time the Argentinians won? Yeah, it's because I'm an American and I always forget about them being able to draw matches. So um, they've only lost to Argentina once, uh, but they've not beaten them twice. Uh, anyway, I suppose if you're a hockey fan, that might make a little more intuitive sense for you. Um some of the game notes on the the win by New Zealand, I had written down. It's it's funny because I at two different points I wrote this game is kind of boring. Uh, the first time it was because the first like thirty minutes there was basically no scoring at all. Uh, but then of course, as always, you know they score just before the half, just after the half, and then presto, it's a runaway shutout, and that was boring as well. So I don't know. I, I guess I should. Stop complaining about the All Blacks winning all the time, but <laughs> I don't know. It's a strange problem to have. Um, a few quick notes. Uh, so much Brody Retallick. He was just awesome from the moment he first, first came out and fronted the Haka. Um, and by the way, they haven't used the, the Super Haka in quite a while. I wonder <clears throat> if they're saving that uh, until they meet the Springboks. I have a feeling that we might see it then. Um, 
Bodie Barrett, he looks close to being his old self. He did some amazing stuff. That that offload where he got the try assist. It's like the thing shot out of his hand, even though his hand was basically just a scoop at that moment. It was, gosh, he just does things. And so I'm not uh, usually a fan of Jordy Barrett, but the athletic move he made to almost get that try right at the back of the end zone there, like being able to jackknife his body sort of while still in the air, have the the reach to actually get the ground of the ball, like it was unbelievable. I mean, it was the correct call that it wasn't quite a try, but, you know, as they said about a million times, but for a few blades of grass, right, uh, that would have been unbelievable. Uh, I like TJ Paranara a lot. I thought he was great. It was nice to see him get his start. Um, they mentioned during the broadcast he's got 71 caps and only 17 starts. It seems strange, but um, I'm not sure their coaching staff always has as much confidence in him as I do. Um, oh, yes, and then uh, – Things got worse and worse. I wrote down at 53 minutes and 30 seconds, Nicholas Sanchez goes off carrying any sliver of hope for the Pumas with him. 39 zip ultimately at full time. It's a weird feeling. I think Argentina would probably kick the butts of either the USA side or the Canada side we saw this weekend. Um, But the fact that they look offensively impotent against the All Blacks makes one think that maybe the All Blacks are just that much better than everyone. Um, I really don't think they are. And even though they have the potential to recover that world number one ranking, I think they're, they might be overestimating themselves right now. Um, however, you know, <laughs> after the second game, that could have shuffled the whole deck a little bit. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that. So let's get to the other game as well. It was actually a doubleheader that day on the Gold Coast. So in part two of the doubleheader on the Gold Coast, the Wallabies, I think, shocked pretty much everybody, especially me. Uh, they managed to sneak out of victory just by the skin of their teeth. Uh, they, they defeated the Springboks 26-28 to with Quade Cooper kicking the, the final points there right at the death. The kind of stuff you just can't write. Like Anyone who had written this story, they would have had it thrown out for just being too fake and just kind of almost goofy. Um they, all the talk I was hearing about Quade Cooper leading up to this was, ooh, this is an obvious panic move. Um, this means that our coaches don't know what they're doing. Uh, this is a move that says that we don't really have much hope right now. Uh, I'm, I didn't have a dog in the fight and didn't really have an opinion, except for saying, doesn't it feel like the coach probably has a better idea than any of us do? And uh, turned out, what a call. I mean, that was the game. Um, what an ending. Just incredible. Um I had a, a few other notes here. There, <laughs> there are so many times throughout these notes where all I'm really saying is, oh, my God, the Wallabies are pulling me back in again. Oh, they've taken a lead. Oh, they're doing it again. They're doing it again. Uh, where's the uh, – I was still so uh, negative and sort of pessimistic about them. So I, I said, here we are at 73 minutes. And the Aussies are down by one point. I would lay the odds of Australia winning this match at negative 17%. So <laughs> I'm not feeling too good about it right then. But wow, so much fun. And also, by the way, good for the competition because everything going chalk was starting to just be kind of boring. And kind of you don't want to know what the outcome is before every single game. It removes the point of going. A um, couple other quick notes. Um, so Stan is responsible for the broadcast of these games, and um, but you can't get that here. So it's like I have a different 
uh, service Flow, who are essentially streaming Stan's product. So the coverage from Stan has been great. Uh, but if you're in charge of Stan Sports, you should take a very serious look at how badly Flow Rugby is representing your product. It's it's disgusting. Um, they just continue to take your lovely broadcasts and they just take tiny little poops all over it. Uh, they make it, you know, they sort of don your guys and make it look like you don't know what's important when a team is close to the try line. Like, please get in touch. I will send you a video of what watching your product actually is like in the United States because you're going to be appalled. Um, but, you know, again, for the stand side of it, there's so much lead up. They do like an hour of talk leading up to the game analysis. None of the other leagues I follow have any of that. So it's a great product. I just wish it wasn't uh, ensconced in this diaper of poop. Okay, moving on. Uh, I don't mind mentioning the Scottish Super 6. So on Friday, in a game I just kind of randomly caught, I found a really exciting game between Watsonians and Harriets. Um, Harriets won by a single point right after the Hooter. They snatched a 20-21 away victory. It was great. And to be honest, I didn't even know it was going to be on. I just kind of looked at YouTube and there it was, live. So well done, Scottish Rugby. That was awesome. It was a nice little uh, Friday surprise. So I didn't have time to catch the other two games, but I can report that on Saturday, the Ayrshire Bulls absolutely hammered Sterling County, 48-17, ouch. And on Sunday, my adopted team, the Bormir Bears, uh, got pretty well smacked around by the Southern Knights, uh, who, to be fair, are the top team in the league right now. Uh, but they did drop another one, losing 8-29 to at home. Um, that was all the action I caught this weekend, but that's going to pale in comparison with what's coming up, that's for sure. Okay, that brings us to our newest segment. And uh, this week, Mr. A.J. McGinty is my diamond in the ruck. So I know it's a bit of an obvious choice as an Eagles fan, but as I said earlier, you know what he means to our team just can't be overstated. The, the level of control he has over the flow of the game at this stage in his career is just absolutely top level. His leadership is immediately visible on and off the field. Uh, you know, If we're to have any success at all in the next World Cup, uh, it's going to be on that man's shoulders, I'd say. And I don't even think he's peaked yet. I think he's probably going to keep getting better. So let's hope he has another awesome season with Sail Sharks. I'll, I'll be watching. And uh, please, please let him stay healthy. Uh, AJ McGinty, you are this week's Diamond in the Ruck. Uh, quick side note. Um, the the segment I did earlier reviewing the, the, the test between USA and Canada, I'm looking back and seeing that it's shorter than most of the other bits. And uh, so to the U.S. fans out there, I apologize for that. Um, I think I was just so excited in the game, I just didn't take nearly as many notes. Um, but little little sneak preview, I will be talking with Jack's Rangers again, uh, I think tomorrow night, in fact. So I'm guessing we're going to be talking about that test a lot and we'll get some extra content out you, uh, to you for that. Thanks so much. Okay, we've done all the reviews and now it's time to do the previews. So it is only a week until the United Rugby Championship kicks off. Um, by the way, um, if if the Egg Chaser guys are listening, um, this entire pod from this weekend, you're calling it the ultimate rugby championship. Uh, and, and obviously, you're right that that would be much more ridiculous. But it is, in fact, the United Rugby Championship. You've probably been tweeted like mad about that already, but worth mentioning. Um, of course, I still have no idea where I'm going to be able to watch that. Uh, the Pro 14 was traditionally carried here in the U.S. on ESPN+, Plus, uh, but with the rebranding and everything else, I just have no idea if that's going to continue. So I've reached out to ESPN, but obviously that's kind of like shouting into a well. Um, 
to be fair, they often wait until literally about 36 hours beforehand to list fixtures. So it may be that everything's going ahead swimmingly and everything's great and they have all the plans, but uh, just haven't told us yet. Here's hoping, because otherwise I have no idea. Uh, if the listener has any inside info, please share it with me. I am nothing if not circumspect. Uh, and drum roll, please. Oh, I don't have a drum roll except that bongo thing, and you're, you've probably had enough of that for now. So, of course, next weekend. We have two more double headers in the boringly named rugby championship. Uh, I'm keen to learn if they'll be on the Gold Coast or not. Um, so, of course, the Springboks will be looking to punish the Wallabies for upsetting their winning streak and possibly causing some movement in the world rankings. I, I haven't really looked. I feel like they're usually kind of asleep at the switch there anyway. But uh, I will expect a very angry South Africa to come out and uh, and beat up on the Aussies a little bit. Uh, give me the box by 12, I would say. And after that, but on the same day, as part of the same event, so the second half of a double header, if you will, uh, will have possibly our most experimental New Zealand side yet. Could be really interesting. Um, probably a few new caps being handed out, but uh, I still see them rolling. I, I, I see them turning out another boring win that I'll probably be complaining about in one week time. Uh, give me the All Blacks by 15 points. So, also... Kicking off the Gallagher Premiership English Rugby Football Union League thing. Restarts this weekend, and it really does look exciting. It's, we can just call it the Prem. Uh, the first one is going to be on Friday. It's Bristol versus Saracens. Bristol are at home. Obviously, the Unlike in the United States, where I think it, it depends on the league, I th think in rugby worldwide, the first team listed is always the home team. So kind of a nice thing. Um yeah, it kicks off with Bristol versus Saracens. Then we'll have Leicester at home against Exeter, uh, who everyone thought was going to win last year. Uh, Northampton will be at home uh, facing Gloucester. Worcester will be at home against London Irish. Sale will be taking on Bath at home. And uh, the Newcastle Falcons will be welcoming in the winning Harlequins from last season, uh, a, a team that's just so much fun to watch. Um, I've given Joe Marler a lot of play on this pod already, and uh, – you know, he's on that team, and you'll see why. Just watch watch that team for 20 minutes, and you'll get it. Uh, since we haven't actually seen any of these teams play yet, I'm not going to make score predictions, but I will say that Saracens, Exeter, and Harlequins will be the only away teams to win. Um, I you know, I'm tempted to say London Irish as well, but I'm personally holding out an unreasonable amount of hope that Duhan is going to turn Worcester around. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. Just let me have it for this one week at least. So also in the NPC, which I'm glad to see returning, we will have Auckland versus the Southland Stags, Taranaki versus Wellington. We will have Northland versus Tasman. We'll have North Harbor versus Manawatu. We'll have Hawks Bay versus Bay of Plenty, a battle of the bays. And of course, uh, finally, Waikato is at home to take on Canterbury. Uh, and finally, in the Scottish Super Six. So the, the teams have played, uh, all of the teams have played six of their 10 games for this season. I'm pretty sure they do not use a playoff system. I think it's points. Um, let me know if I'm wrong about that. So right now, the Southern Knights sit atop the table with 21 points, which puts them a full 13 points over the bottom, uh, the Bears, who've only got eight. Uh, it looks like there's still time for either the Watsonians or the Ayrshire Bulls to catch the Southern Knights, but I think it's down to those three teams at this stage. Uh, this weekend, we'll have a great battle between the league leaders uh, with the Southern Knights being home, uh, the Bears are going to have to travel to Sterling to try to scrape together a win somehow. And on Sunday, Ayrshire will be looking to move up the tables as well as they go to visit Harriet's Rugby. Uh, listener side note, with the restart of the Prem and the relaunch of Pro 14 as the URC, I'm just 
not going to have much time to try to catch any NPC or Super 6 stuff. So uh, I'm going to try to, you know, provide a little little feedback, little, maybe some results at least, but it's going to be hard to do predictions and stuff like that for these other leagues. Sorry and thanks. So that definitely does it for this week. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the slightly different format. It's possible it didn't even really register for you at all. Uh, but it does feel more streamlined to me. I, I like it. Uh, so let me know what you think. And uh, anything else you want to chat about, please, please reach out with your questions, your ideas. I am always at of Scrum. I'm the scrum of the earth at gmail.com. Uh, if you could do me a favor, it'd be to leave me a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. So I don't claim to understand the algorithms behind it or anything, but it is the singular best way to help get other people to find it when they're searching for content. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much. Once again, thanks for listening. Cheers. Talk to you soon and be well. It gives me great pleasure to be here today. Oh, it does, neat. <laughs>